the title of that song was called Customs. I think it's rather fitting for a lockdown. Because on this side of the border, we got some particular set of customs. Okay, I'm going to need you to fill out this form. Please take a number, have a seat. And I will get back to you. Okay, within three to five business days. Wow, I feel like this is the best endorphin high I have ever been on. I feel so focused in zone. I feel so strong. I feel freaking invincible, not to the point that I would do anything to test, okay? Um, the seriousness of my vulnerability. Like I'm not a superhuman. I don't have any superpowers that I know of. Anything is possible. A comet could fly by earth and then all of a sudden my superpowers are activated. But until that happens, you know, I'm feeling it. Like I was just in an Avengers movie and I just got like some other aliens try to jump me. On my alien ship. I feel like The Avengers is appropriate movie for what, what space is probably really like. And I know that Dr. Umar Johnson said today on Instagram that he is not giving reparations to any person of color if they are dating someone outside of the race. I thought that was a bit extreme, but if we were in an Avengers real life scenario, I would definitely date the green girl. It's just something about that color. I mean, I can't tell if you're an avocado or papaya. Like, I don't know what this is. Are you a lamp? Like, are you a, uh, was it a lime? Looking like Sprite. But anyway. I was talking to my grandmother today and I told her that I was going to go on a bike ride. She says, oh, you're going to go up there in this, you know, they said stay inside more or less. I'm like, well, this is a perfect day to go on a bike ride, at least the kind that I want to go on. I wanted to ride over the Rickenbacker and, you know, I bought a bike from Target. It's a GT. That thing is nice. Okay handles real well on the turns can't wait to get my balance real good on it so i could do little kickback tails with the back tire something like a bmx kind of vibe i would eventually like to try i see a couple skate parks around last time i was on a skate anything i was probably 12 to 14 years old and I was at a skate park. My mom's sitting in the car watching me. It's hot. At that time, I was rollerblading. And I go down pretty much over this bell-shaped hump in the middle of the bowl. Um, I hope you guys know something about skate parks to some degree. But a bowl, you got the up-down. It's kind of like not a pipe. It's a bowl, like literally. 
And there is a bell shape, like imagine a bell curve, like we're doing pie charts and stuff. There's a bell curve, hump in the center. I go up, lose all sense of balance and direction. While I'm up in the air, I caught too much air and I came down on the top of the hump and landed on my thigh, um, but on the side of my thigh. I roll out to the parking lot. I'm like shook, literally. I'm just radiating like a bat to a pipe. Ding! My jump just, oh, I could like feel the phantom pain of just the thought of it. Or at least with something similar would have felt like. I, I got 100,000% bone density increase on my femur just because of that freaking injury. I know it. I, that's, I, I feel it. I feel it. My leg lit up Skittles. Okay. It was literally bruised from the top, from the bottom of my hip to, you know, an inch from my patella. It was just rotten. 12, 13 years old. That was the last time I got on a, on a, on a pair of rollerblades, probably. Traumatizing. The time before that, I was riding my bike in my neighborhood. Also, in that same age, actually, probably between 9 and 12 is when this one happened. Riding down the street real fast. All of a sudden, in the um, development where I live, they put speed bumps. I'm going down the hill probably 20 miles an hour. I decided to let my hands go because I got balance. I'm nine. I hit the speed bump. I go down. Imagine you're on a, on a mountain bike path, okay? And it's made up of cars and asphalt. And you fall off your bike. Your, your bike is between your legs and you're just sliding down to where you just perfectly hit, hit the undercarriage of a parked car. Boom. Somewhere between 9 and 12. It was not the last time that I got on a bike, but the, in, the injury that I sustained compared to the rollerblades, completely different. Did not make me afraid. The second injury I... Uh, accident that I had as a child. I promise you, I thought I was Tony Hawk. I was like every freaking X game athlete. I was it. Okay. That's how I thought. I'm going down a bike. Um, a kid that lived in my neighborhood, his name was Harvey and Harvey, we would jump a set of four stairs that was at the end uh, the last house coming around the corner, you know, 75 yards from where my first injury happened. <laughs> There's a set of stairs and it takes you around, you know, the southeast corner of the development. Four stairs, two guardrails, a slight, you know, like a, what's this? If this is 90, then it's just like a 65 degree left hand turn that 
takes you down the side of the hill and it meets the, the sidewalk, okay, that runs parallel to that. I'm in my purple mongoose and uh, I try to jump the stairs. Everything was going well. I took off from it a couple of times. I just, you know, did superb. I kept the wheels on the ground and we went Well, when I hurt myself, kid you not, I have anaphylactic um, shock to bumblebee stings. And, you know, I don't have a particular interest in testing out, you know, the severity of my allergy at this period of time. It's you know, presented differently throughout the years. But at this particular age, I see it. It's in my face. It's like right in my eyeball. I see it 3D before 3D was really even a thing. All right. I see all the freaking veins of its feathers. And it, you know, when you're, when you receive a immediate shock, you know, you get spooked, you jerk a little bit. At least I jerk a little bit. I jerk a lot of bit. If you have ever... <laughs> All right. I have been... <laughs> I'm standing on the corner with Yeti outside of Nando's. It's the dinner, uh, you know, our departure dinner from the London trip with intros only and the production, pro- producer assembly. So we have dinner. We're standing outside. A girl walks up to behind Yeti and I. Yeti, I obviously saw her because he wasn't spooked. I have my back um, to her where she approached me from. And she says, hey. And I turn around and my fists are up. Like I'm ready to throw a one-two uppercut if I have to. Okay? She throws both her hands up in the sky. Whoa. I was like, Yo. You almost got knocked out. How can I help you? She, she only wanted to know where the nearest ATM was. But she spooked me. So I put up my warrior training shield was immediately on. It was on to begin with because I'm in a foreign country. Anybody could be a threat. Okay? Don't try it. I stay with sharp stuff in my pocket. I will stick you. I have told Uber drivers before... You know, I hop in and I'm like, hey man, today would be a real bad day to try to kidnap me. And they would look at me like, what did she just say? And they'll laugh it off. And I'm like, I'm, I'm serious. If I, for your health and safety, do not try to kidnap me. I'm not the one, okay? I've had too much freaking warrior training. I am not available to be hijacked. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. So going back to the fact that only essential personnel, essential people of the world are allowed to go to work. Okay. That means all the non-essential people are at home. And to, you know, just kind of be devil's advocate without getting too much into the idea of conspiracy theories, don't let Tim freaking hear me say that or anybody like it because he 
is a firm believer that dis misinformation is the number one killer of people. So stop falling falling for false news. Right? And then I mean, he just thinks he's James Bond, so he has the answers to everything. Everything is not a conspiracy theory to him. Everything is possibly not plausible to him because apparently his opinion is that, you know, the government has better things to do than to mess with you or I and I. You know, there's the notion of they don't even really know. Like everything that they know is obsolete by time they actually know it. Which is unfortunate if it happens to be the case. But I mean, does that shoe fit for you? Have you ever not been CC'd on an email? Like you just did not get the notification. You didn't get the facts. Okay? You didn't get the post-it note. You didn't get the text message or iCalendar reminder to a particular piece of information. For me, I can most relate that to the offense of lying. My opinion. I can't lie to you if I only told you what you needed to know. So that means I withheld information from you. That doesn't make me a liar. It just means I omitted, I redacted, okay, sections of the event that I am expressing to you. That's not a lie. It was just redacted. But hey, you can't really have any expectations of people. You truly cannot. Expectations get your feelings hurt. That's what my mama said. She for sure said that to me. And it snapped me into a reality like so quick. And I'm like, damn, you know what? I'm right. You're right. You're right. There is a pattern that you can observe from people, places and things, you know, all of your experiences. And if your patterns always have a clear indication of when something is about to occur, that rings a bell, you know? How do you adapt to that? Do you not? Is that where, you know, the artificial intelligence comes in? Because at at some point in, in your human experience, I would imagine that you would go through a period of external things just having no true like balance or fit into you know the indoctrination of yourself truly how many times do i need to repeat myself and tell you the same thing, no matter how many variations of the question that you give, my answer is still my answer. So accept what I said 
and stop questioning me about it. I am the the answerer. You are the questioner, questionnaire. I don't know, man. Pick one. But stop asking me that question, please. You're going to make me lose my temper. And then when I do, don't look dumbfounded like, oh my God, why are you acting or speaking this way? Because you're not observant of the pattern of behaviors before you. So you maybe should take that information back to the drawing board. Uh, because you're supposed to be taking notes at all times. And examine what you learn and try again tomorrow. But I'm going to still be me. So you either learn me or you don't. And that is pretty much what the freaking president said the other day. I figured it out. That's how he probably feels. That's my conclusion on it. And I put some thought into that. I put some thought into that. Because if that man is acting, then he would probably need a daytime Emmy as well for worst actor. Best worst actor. So I make it over Rick and Bacher Causeway. All right. I'm following John and Soso. And, you know, we're riding cool, you know, 12, 13 miles per hour. We're gone for an hour and a half. I'm seeing all the mile marker signs along the bike routes. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that this was the safest way to get here on a bike. You know, I'm thinking about how much more fun it would be to have wider bike paths. You know, if we're going to stay in the house and observe, look, look, the post that I saw online about, you know, waterways clearing up in the Venice Canal. We went out to Key Biscayne today. We made it over the, the bridge on the way over my my freaking quads were just hammer time. Hammer time, okay? Slightly winded. Just had a lot of burn in my legs and my abdominals. Man, I'm going to get this six-pack. But anyway, we make it to the Key Biscayne. We make it to a rest point, And it's overlooking Virginia Key and downtown past Star Island. No, we're we're behind downtown, so we're we're observing South Beach from this point of view. And the water you could see down to the end. There was no trash. I took some pictures, I reckon. The water was clear. You could see the coral, you could see the sea moss trying to grow um back in certain areas. I was just like, "Wow." And the tide was really low as well. So we were able to see, you know, the mangroves, roots, and all that kind of stuff. 
the earth is actually having some healing right now. It's taking an antibiotic. Essentially, it's what it's doing. Global warming is real to some degree, but it is clearly obvious if everyone around the world, okay, whether it's flat or round, everyone on earth is seeing their environment change just by having everybody in the freaking world stay home. This is what Earth Day should really be. Honestly. Having little freaking trash pickup club on the weekends. I mean, it really does things. Shout out to Ninja Pat. He picks up trash all the time. He makes it art. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Hello. You deserve an applause. One time for Ninja Pat. So, this is what Earth Day should really be like. I wonder if we could do, like, an Earth Month every year. Earth Month every year. We're going to have to freaking vote on it, just like we vote on the presidency. Everyone go to your nearest polling station. What month next year do you want National uh, Global Earth Month to be? Okay, this will be the easiest way to slow down global warming, pollution, etc. Like, okay, what about this Healthy People 2020 that was once before, you know, Risa Islam was saying it's a Healthy People 2020 conspiracy theory, vaccinations, all these agendas that they're pushing. That's his source. That's what he says. So with Healthy People 2020 was like really a thing, then we already know that the people that you see outside on the news, they're saying, oh, you know, we're still letting our citizens go around and, you know, stretch their legs, walk their dogs, go to the grocery store. But other than that, you got to go home. So the people that are outside walking, holding hands with their quarantine bay, those people were already doing those things at that time, at that hour. So the fact that you're saying there's a germ out there that's invisible, okay? Uh, people can catch it, but as long as we stay away from everybody else, oh, and I don't have to go to work, I'll be fine. So I'm going to go walk out on a, on a nice walk with my wife or with my husband and... We're going to hold hands because we're in quarantine together inside. So what's stopping us from wanting to do that outside? So I don't know why the news made a big old hoopla about that. That's whack. Fake news. Fake news. Okay. Water is beautiful. There are two boys. I saw a lot of things today that were just so bizarre. So sci-fi. Sci-fi is the only genre of stuff that is actually entertaining to me that I would quote-unquote binge watch, you know, Netflix watching, really. Either that or something related to a spy or criminal activities. Just saying. Because those are really good apocalyptic resources to have as well. 
Like somebody's got to know about cryptocurrency. Somebody has got to know something, you know, related to bomb explosions. Like, just think about it. What if you need to set a little landmine, but you you have to make it from, um, you know, the fifth setting on your Keurig mixed with the lid of a Black & Decker, and then boom, we got ourselves a little landmine. If it sounds shocking what I'm speaking about, I'm just saying some of us are into the notebook and some of us are into Lost or The Walking Dead and Assassin's Creed. Like I'm just telling you, these are the things that are going to help me get by. We can do the journal thing, pen pal stuff too, but you know... People who cry in the apocalypse movies usually die first. Somewhere near the beginning of when the deaths start to take place. Check out the show called The 100. The 100 is an excellent place to start at. It's really based on the premise of... There's the last space shuttle out of Earth, and there was, you know, like the mother hub, and then they had all these little cities attached to it, and everybody had their own little clan name. And they find a planet. They don't know if it's Earth or don't remember if it's Earth or not. They find the planet. They eject 100 kids, 100 of the 18 to 25-year-olds, people who were essential went to the new planet to survive and report back to the people in space if this identified planet is habitable for us. So they land, there's trees, there's water, everything is good, nice and clear, and guess what? There are aboriginal people there, okay? With sharp-ass rocks as sticks, tied by some cowhide yeah them kind they're already on earth and these these other types of alien space space people came down and you know we had to rough them up round them up real quick so be careful of your level of physical activity that is observed because the government is always watching And if they see you being super dedicated to, you know, your physical fitness while you're in quarantine because people are just having no idea what to do other than Netflix and eat everything in the refrigerator and have the nerve to keep still going to the grocery store. Yeah. Don't turn to a couch potato. Stay on target, people. Summer is almost here. Summer is almost here. Like really, after this summer, summer 2020, I'm putting the deadline, okay? May 29th. I'll give you till June 1st, okay? 2020. Please have a six-pack already. You know you want one. You know you want a six-pack. Like, touch yourself right now. Feel, feel, yeah, flex. Flex and touch your stomach right now. 
okay? Just have a moment and be real with yourself. Touch your arms. Touch your legs, your calves. Oh, man, your calves, like, tell it all, okay? Here, try this other exercise. Sit up at a table, put your phone with the camera lens facing up, like you're taking a selfie, and take a selfie of your neck, of your chin. If you have a double chin, then you need to stop eating so much. Like, you just need to probably fast or talk more. Maybe try that. We got to, like, actually work out our face muscles for something other than chewing and talking. So somewhere on Instagram, there is a product now available out there if you want to tuck and tighten your chin. It is honestly life-saving. And I think you should buy it for all the men in your life. And men, you should buy for all the women in your life. Because just look at yourself. Imagine if you had a better jawline. That's how they sell this thing to you on Instagram. Look, I'm going to find it and I'm going to post it and put in the highlights so you guys can go back and see what I'm talking about. Um, I'll check the budget for the month. If I can afford one, I'll get one just to try it out uh, because I'm interested. And then I would probably also activate the buy one, get one, and I'm going to send it to one of you. And you know who you are. I promised it to you a while ago, but I'm not going to put you on blast like that. All right. We won't, we won't tag on this particular comment. But yeah, man. Natural highs. Yes. Mm, nothing like feeling strong and sturdy. Who's ready to climb some freaking balconies? I'm not going to actually do that. I, I have no recommendation on how to scale a balcony with glass um, siding. But, you know, if your balcony got rails, we could talk. <laughs> we could talk. All right. 1 p.m. every day. We're going to do 200 Earthaways, okay? And, oh, speaking of a way, the last thing I want to talk about for the subject of uh, quarantine and keeping your space. I think this is an excellent time for some of you to revisit um, the urge to hug and kiss as a greeting or even shaking hands. Because when I meet new people, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't want to shake your hand. But I guess it's just one of those things that you do as a reaction because somebody, you know, they extended their hand to you. Imagine you were hanging off a cliff. Would you grab that hand? All right, then. Nice to meet you. Shake my freaking hand. That's kind of the same tone in which I feel like the two are related if you're, you know, on either side of the spectrum. It's a little drastic. I can see how one would think that, but come on, keep up with me. It depends on who the hand is. Imagine you meet your best friend's new uh, partner, 
companion, girlfriend or boyfriend, right? King or queen. And you just don't get good vibes. Like you just see a cloud of just, I don't really know what color to call you, but it's not really registering very nicely on my frequency. You get one of those vibes from them. <clears throat> so it's like, ah, uh, I can't wait till this introduction is over. Now I can have dinner for 45 minutes with you and shake your hand. Oh, actually between, between women sometimes, it's not even about a handshake. It's the goodbye hugs. You ever hug somebody goodbye that you was just not, you know, vibing with? Mm-mm-mm. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Imagine yourself doing that right now. You're walking up to, you know, you're back at work and it's, hey, nice to see you. How was your quarantine? LOL. So nice to see you. Kiss, kiss. Mwah, mwah. Or you hugging, you doing little sad hugs. Yeah. We don't need to be doing all that. You might have something I can't see. And there are a lot of nasty things that people have on them that you can't see. If I can't see, if you have infection, if you got a germ just incubating on you, or you touch something 10 minutes before you came here in my quarantine space, and you picked up something along the way, just a little pit stop you made, you picked up something. Nah, no, mm -mm. don't come over here with none of that. I don't need to hug you to say hi. I don't need to touch you to say hi. Just use your words. What are you gonna do all this touching for? You ever just look at somebody and just be like, I don't want to hug you. No. Nope. I do not want to hug you. <clears throat> and it could be something so just, ooh, for me, I hate uh, when I touch somebody that is sweaty. Like people at my gym love to freaking hug. They really do. They like to get all up in your space and give you hugs. And like we've been working out for five hours straight. And, you know, they're, uh, you know, sitting on each other's laps. And it's just like, uh, you guys are just brewing a Petri dish of don't bring that anywhere near me. Please don't like my skin. Is it going to crawl? That is literally why I do not do no gi grappling. Okay? Like, it's... I feel like you're a baby seal of sweat. And it's not even really a matter of stench from anyone. It's just a matter of... What are the contents of your sweat? And what will that do to my pH if you put all of that just on me in a no-gi grappling? Like, 
<sighs> I'm having a freaking heart attack just thinking about it. it. But gi grappling, I'm there for it because the sense of protection that the gi gives me is just a extra layer of defense really that I need because if I have my nylon on under my gi I feel you know there it collects I don't I'm not a I'm not a drippy wet sweater but some people are but you you feel the sensation of someone being wet and hot and freaking just wet and hot on top of you in freaking nylon. Ugh. I can't explain it, but <clears throat> no. You cannot pay me to no gee grapple. I am too freaking germ aware for that. I love all of you. I, we don't have no problems at all. That's just too much wetness and hotness. Like, I can't do it. You know what's in sweat? I don't. And I can tell you just a summation. I would just tell you in one word what sweat is. It's an excretion. Yeah, I said it. It's an excretion. It is skin ejaculating all up. Ooh. <laughs> just the pair of words there was just gross enough for you to understand. Like, you gotta take better care of the quality of your sweat. Think about it. Think about the quality of your sweat. What does your sweat taste like? Is it what? Okay, if you've never had your sweat in your mouth because maybe, you know, that's a little weird. Take it from this point. Have you ever gotten your sweat in your eye? Say that you had a pebble of dripping sweat. And it never makes your mouth because you frequently wipe your face. Totally understandable. Um, but what about that one that just makes it down into the cusp of your eyebrow and then it falls into your eye? When your sweat gets in your eye, does it feel like acid? Does it give you a little ting? Like, oof, let me wipe my eye. I got some sweat in it. Or does it just, you know, go in there like, like a nice little saline eye drop? Clears you right up. Hmm? If your salt has ever been in your mouth, is it super salty? Like you're eating salt vinegar chips from your skin? Or, you know, does it taste, taste like the vision of clear? That's weird. Like, is it clear? Like, it's got a clear kind of clean taste? Something to think about. Something to think about. All right, guys. When we wake up tomorrow, this is what I want you 
to be cognizant of. Your first thought and set intentions for your day before you step foot on the ground. Yo, shout out to everybody across the street who washed their windows today. That was pretty nice to see. Quite a few of you over there washed your windows. And I just want to shout you out for getting that dirt away and, you know, taking some care and some pride in our um in our spaces. Because that construction dust is just mm. Mm-mm-mm. I don't like it either, guys. Tomorrow, I'll let you know what that construction project is across the street if you were interested in knowing. I think I found out some info. Uh, but I need to check the source again. So, I wish you good night. Sleep tight. Okay, hydrate. Set your intentions before your feet touch the ground. And be conscious of what your first thought is, okay? And I hope you have a really good morning, and I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Peace out, yo. Thanks for joining episode, what, seven of Conversations with Kiwi.